For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, hope you're doing well today, wherever you're at, wherever you're quarantining. We have another one in our series on how to survive the lockdown with Dave and Ann Wilson. They came on the program first time talking about their book, Vertical Marriage. They have a ton of practical, real-world help for your marriage during the quarantine right now. Let's dive into it. Here is Dave and Ann Wilson on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you being here on this quarantine, lockdown, worldwide pandemic. I know. I was talking to a friend at the beginning of this whole fiasco, and I was saying, it's so odd to say, like, oh, yeah, Italy's closed down. You know, you'd think of, like, oh, today, you know, you can't go to 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven's closed. Right. But to... Just think of a whole country closed. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, you can't go. It's just shut down. And that was at the beginning. So that was like before few there's weeks a nationwide ago, travel ban. There's a whole, oh, on. the world shut down. Totally. Hi, totally. The world has shut down. So we wanted to do a whole series on how do you survive the quarantine? There's so many new stresses and anxieties mm. and pressures and being around spouses 24 hours a day, being around kids, people getting laid off, people working from home. And we've invited our friends Dave and Ann Wilson back on the broadcast. They're from Kensington Church in the Detroit metro area and in Traverse City, Michigan. We had them on for the first time around with their book, Vertical Marriage. It was fantastic. So, Dave and Ann, thank you for being on today. We are glad to be back, and we loved last time, too. Yeah, we had fun with you guys. Yeah. We got up and said that was great. We'd do it anytime you want. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Although we didn't expect to do it in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> that no. is not planned. <laughs> None of this was planned. You know, no. it was that thing. You know, I saw a newspaper front page when Kobe Bryant's helicopter went down. It was January 27th. And wow. the big story in the front page was Kobe Bryant and daughter, part of nine that went down in this crash. And there was a thing on the side saying scientists rush to find vaccine for coronavirus. Really? And it's almost three months ago when it was like, well, that's kind of over there. It's not really here. And then, I mean, two and a half months later, I got laid off one of my jobs. There's unemployed. I mean, we went from the greatest economy in history of the United States to record unemployment, people living together 24 hours a day. And we just had you on to say, what are some of the things we can do from your legacy and your background and past to survive this lockdown and not just fight with our spouses and kids 24 hours a day? You know, we want to go through this together and become better people, better marriage and better Mm -hmm. parents throughout this process. And you were so great on the program. We thought we got to have Ann and Dave back on Mm -hmm. to talk about marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that Ann has all the answers for you. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. (laughs) I really wish I did. But it is crazy because 
I feel like we're all so stressed. Dave and I are stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I find myself, I'm not a worrier, but I find myself worrying about our kids, our yeah. job, yeah. our future. Like, and then that plays in on our relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm more short with Dave than I ever have been. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed and he's always with me. And so now I'm thinking, why are you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? Yeah. You know, yeah, for right. sure. Yes. Constantly in each other's view. And then we've been quarantined with our son and his wife and their 15 month old. And we can see it in them, too, because, you know, he's working, but he's home. And so she's like, oh, can't you watch him? But he's like, but I'm working. And so there's stress there. Mm -hmm. And so it's everywhere. Mm, It sure is. Yeah. I see it in just in my cul-de-sac. And I mean, we're not going out much but I see it like I had to go to Costco yesterday and I saw it in people's faces and just tones I mean everyone is just we've got our spouses under a microscope right like we're with them 24 hours a day we're seeing our work spouse versus our home spouse and how do you talk to your work friends on the phone and how do you talk to me you know all these different things and we're micromanaging each other how do we get out of that cycle and just say you know what we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to try to do the next right thing. What are some of those ways we can get out of the micromanagement and especially our spouses and our kids? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is sort of what Ann was talking about a second ago is I think the foundation of your spiritual life and your faith life is really critical because I mean, I've found in my own spirit and my own soul, if I'm Spending too much time, and I can do this, and I've done this. I'm not recommending this, but I can wake up. Maybe you've done this as well. The phone's right there, so the news is right in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And I've found if I start the day going to the news, which every day I get an email from New York Times says, you know, hey, by the way, the news is free. You don't have to pay for this. We're going to waive that fee, and here's yesterday's stats. Here's what's happening today. Here's when the pandemic's going to hit its peak. But I have found that that has caused my fear to rise, my anxiety to rise, my stress level to rise. I start thinking about our church. I start thinking about laying off staff. Is Mm -hmm. giving going to go down? People are losing jobs. I mean, we're in the state of Michigan. It's like fourth in the nation right now, third in the Mm -hmm. nation in terms of – so anyway, all that to say the foundation, if I'm not careful – and I'll tell you what, I'll I'll be honest. (laughs) We should have never done this, but – like day seven or eight into this thing, we said, hey, let's watch the movie Contagion. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm telling you, Netflix is recommending every pandemic disease outbreak movie. It's like top of the list. Oh, yeah. And everybody's watching it and it's freaking people out. You know, that's so wise. That really is. And this is what I want to tell people out there because I know I can feel this way where it's like, oh, I know I shouldn't look at the news in the morning. I should look at scripture first thing in the morning. But I feel like, well, I wasn't doing that before. And I feel a little cheesy doing this or a little phony. Like, oh, I'm so spiritual now because in the pandemic, I'm going to look at scripture in the morning. Don't let those thoughts get in your way. You can do a new Mm -hmm. thing today. You can be a new person today. You don't need that guilt is not coming from the Lord. That shame is not coming from the Lord. That's the enemy trying to get you to look at the news and be stressed and have anxiety instead of going, you know what? Maybe I wasn't this guy in the past, but from now on, and by the way, the YouVersion Bible app will send you the scripture of the day at whatever time you set it. And I set it for before I wake up. 
I do 5 a.m. It sends me scripture of the day. Today I woke up so late. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, I stayed up super late last night playing video games to try to take my mind off things and just ruined mm. my morning. Yeah. But you can be a new person. That's such a great piece of wisdom. Don't look at the news first thing in the morning. Maybe mm-hmm. don't go straight to social media and see all the drama going yeah. on. Maybe try to just start your morning with the word of the Lord. Mm. Dave, I like that. Just yeah. figuring out your foundation. I mean, if it, there isn't a better time than now to figure out what your foundation is and get clear about your spiritual growth. I mean, I can't see a, another time to really hone that in and get clear. And you're right, Ryan, like maybe you haven't done it before, but what I'm finding is I need it more than I ever have in my life because yeah, the worry sure. is right in front of my face all the time. And so I'll go to Jesus and I'll say, Lord, here are the things that I they're weighing on me. Mm. He says, cast your cares upon me. Mm-hmm. And so I cast them. I give them. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes it's all throughout the day because it's not like you give it once and then they're gone forever. Right. Totally. It's like casting your fishing line out continually and handing it over to him. Mm-hmm. The other thing we're doing is we're playing music, worship music, mm-hmm. calms my heart. And I think it calms kids' hearts, too, of just hearing the truth. That God is with us. Yeah. He is for us. And I think those are just really good practical things. And the other thing is, I think for a family, is figuring out your patterns of conflict. That Ooh. sounds kind of weird right now. But yeah. it's interesting that you see all of us, especially under stress, we go right into all of our quirky little Defaults. places yeah. Of, yeah, of dealing with conflict. There's four styles that we talk about. I tend to be a winner. And so I get big and I'm like, why are you doing this or why are you doing that? (laughs) And so I get to that point where I'm talking and I'm loud. Dave is a withdrawer. See you later. I just walk out of the room. (laughs) Yeah, Peace out. I I pretend there isn't a pandemic. We're all good, you know. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, like you said, Ryan, before, I mean, we are now and everybody's feeling this. We're together 24 seven. Yeah. Some of us have little kids in the house or teenagers in the house, and it is a different world. And so conflict is right in front of us. Yes. I think it's really important for a family and a married couple to talk. You've got to talk through some of these things. I just got some people from our church saying that my husband or my wife is a first responder in the hospital. Mm. They, They are coming home from the hospital and they can't be with us. One of them said, my husband's living in an RV in the driveway. Another said that they go straight into the basement. They never come upstairs because we can't be near them because they're in harm's way every day. And so they were just reaching out from our church saying, how do we do this? And one of the things I said is you need to schedule a time on the phone Mm. or FaceTime. You've got to talk every day. You've got to schedule that and look forward to it. And by the way, that talk may end up in a fight. Right. It doesn't mean sure. conflict is going to happen just because you're on a phone. Sure, but, sure. But man, that is communication is critical during this time, mm. whether they're all around the dinner table or whether you're separated in different rooms or even in different parts of the town. But man, you've got to talk about the things you're feeling, the things you're afraid mm. of, yeah. how your relationship's doing. I mean, it can be a great time for your relationship to be better, but if you don't work on it or you just try coast your relationship's going to drift apart because all relationships either move toward each other or away from each other. And that's my intention. You've got to decide to move toward or away. 
For sure, for sure. Laura and I have been going on more walks. It's one of the things you're allowed to do. You yeah. can walk. And there's so many people going on walks. That's the one thing that we've learned we had to do. We have to schedule walks where it's just Laura and I. Because That's if good. we've got the kids or the dogs, it doesn't matter, then we're not talking. You know, the dogs want to chase rabbits and bark at other dogs and pull different directions. And my brain can't get off of what they're doing and where they're going to pay attention to Laura. So we've got to be like, okay, no kids, no dogs. We're just going to go walk around the neighborhood. And that's been very mm -hmm. helpful. One thing both you and Aunt, and Lauren, you said, I'm so sorry I'm going to do this, but I'm going to correlate it to fighters in the UFC because I'm into that. <laughs> but if you've got a fighter that started off as a wrestler or started off as a striker or started off as a grappler when they get hurt, they almost always revert to their base. That's what you call it. They revert to their base, and they go back to what they know best. In conflict with stress, with a heightened level of stress, a heightened level of anxiety, typically we go back to our base. My base is anger. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I turn any emotion into anger, and I have had to watch that where I just had to say, you're not really angry because I'm not. Yeah. I'm What's anxious about the future or I'm sad about something. Laura wasn't feeling good the other night. I cooked and she wasn't feeling good and she went to bed early and it hurt my feelings that she didn't come out for the meal that I made. I'm going to be completely honest. In my <laughs> head, I'm like, all of our Instagram friends think I am so great for cooking this great meal and you're <laughs> sleeping upstairs and you're not appreciating this great meal that everybody else appreciates. How many of their families would like my meatloaf tonight? I'm being such a baby and I'm getting angry. And it's like, you're not mad. You're not angry. You're sad and you're worried about the future and you're hyper-focusing on something that doesn't really matter. And Laura gives me lots of grace. She's great with that. But the next day I was like, it kind of hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm really sorry. Totally. I understand this is the thing. She says, I understand how that could hurt your feelings. It doesn't mean she's taking responsibility for my feelings being hurt, but she's validating yeah. the fact that I did have feelings and yeah. complimenting me for not blowing up and like, well, I kind of blew up. So <laughs> well, let me ask nice you, anyway. what would have happened had you not told her that? What if you would have just stuffed it? He would have been what would silent. Have I would have gone silent the rest of the day, and she would have kept saying, is everything okay? Are we all right? No, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah, everything's <laughs> fine. Right. So I would say he's probably more the withdrawer, and I and what were the four? So we yeah. did the first two. What are the other two? The winner, the yep. withdrawer. Another one is the yielder, oh. where they will give in just for the sake of the relationship. Yeah, totally, Laura. That, that's me. For really? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to fight or argue. It's like, fine, you're right. I'm wrong. Okay, we'll move on now. And it's like, what? Yeah. He's up for the talking and the fighting. And I'm like, no, let's just move on. And a lot of times the yielder, that can be a great person to be married to. Sometimes the yielder will stuff it and then it will blow up later. Yeah. But generally, if they're just kind of like, whatever, it doesn't really matter, then that's pretty good. And then the last one is just the resolver, that they will resolve it. But wouldn't it be great to find out what your kids' tendencies are? Mm, yes. You know, just talk about it at the dinner table and say, hey, here's four different things. What do you think I do as a dad? Yeah. And what right. do you think I do as a mom? Know. Yeah. One of the questions I used to ask our kids as teenagers 
is, hey, you guys, what am I doing right now that really bugs you? (laughs) And let me tell you, some of the things that came out are one said, he goes, well, mom and dad, I think it's really dumb that you made this rule that girls can't come to our house when you're gone. Oh, and you're like, yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. keep that rule. We're going to keep it anyway, but for sure. Thanks. Yeah. I just kind of re- we reminded him this is why we have it. And then I said, what else? He said, why are you on me? I'm like 14 years old. Why are you on me all the time about when I'm going to bed? Mm. And I thought, well, that's legit. Yeah. I said, if you want to try that out and just figure it out yourself. He's going to figure it out. And he figured out like when he went to bed too late, he was really tired the next day and grumpy. So, you know, it's kind of asking those questions as parents. And but you have to really pray beforehand Mm. of not getting defensive. Right. Oh, yeah. To try to hear their hearts of what people are even feeling right now. I'm imagining so many kids that are so lost right now. Oh, for sure. Friends. Yep. And just to to ask them those questions. You guys, what are you struggling with? Mm. What are you worried about? What do you wish we were doing as a family right now? Those conversations can be great. Sometimes they don't happen just because we get lost in the trivial, like we're watching Netflix or video games. And, you know, I think we have to be purposeful in making sure those conversations can take place. Yes, I agree. And I think parents Mm -hmm. also need to really understand. As hard as it might be for you, it is equally as hard for your kids, and they don't have the tools or the skills to deal with that stuff. I mean, think about seniors in high school. All the things they've been looking forward to, gone. No prom, no senior ditch day, no graduation, no yearbook signings. There's so many end-of-year activities, gone. and. Even if your kid maybe wasn't that into it, like the disruption of normalcy and the wondering, when will it go back to normal? When can my friends come over? When will I get to see someone again? That's rough on kids. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think as you said earlier, it is really important to help them. And it's true for us as well. Understand that those feelings, even maybe anger are coming from somewhere else. Yeah. It's from fear. I yeah. mean, we wrote about it in Vertical Marriage in one section on anger. Yeah. I did not know. And when I taught this at our church in a series, I had an extension cord wrapped around my waist with a plug hanging off mm. saying, you know, anger is a second emotion. And we've all talked about that, but it's like, what is this plugged into? It's coming from somewhere. And our teenagers don't know that. To be able to help them go back and boy, go, how much time do you spend reading the news this morning? How much time are you laying in bed thinking about the craziness of the world? Yeah. That anger is covering up fear. Fear is a first emotion. Anger is a second emotion. We skip. I know I've done this. Skip right past fear. Go right to angry. I'm yelling at my wife. I'm yelling at my kids. I'm yelling at the TV screen. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I got to track back down that and say, oh, this is plugged into this. And then as a parent say, okay, how are we going to help you deal with this? Yeah. Yeah. How do we manage this? I mean, I I spent some time last week in Psalm 46 because I'm reading through the Psalms. And again, I've read this many times over 20 years, but reading Psalm 46 right now just is what I needed to be reminded. Or God is our refuge mm. and our strength in times of trouble. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Right. I'm never going to find safety, peace, power, strength anywhere else in this pandemic from good news or you know the peaks going down. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not on the horizon. So where am I going to find it? It's somewhere else. And to live that out and then show that to our kids and show them how they can 
find the same thing through their relationship with Christ is a big deal. But more important than telling them is showing them. They're watching 24-7. And I think it's important as parents to not shame them as they talk about what they feel. Right. You know, I'm so depressed that I'm not going to have graduation. And the parent says, what difference does that make? People are dying. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. Like Not not the time for a teaching lesson. Exactly. Mm. And one of the things that we were taught was – to show emotion with emotion. You know what I mean? When somebody's emoting what they're feeling, you match that with your emotion, not logic. So if somebody's mm-hmm. being like, they're really hurting, like I'm yeah, really crying scared. or yeah, your you child or right. You don't go logical. Like you have a 60% chance of not getting, you know, yeah. you need to be like, Oh, I know. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So you match the emotion with emotion. If they're logical, then you be logical with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 that's fantastic. I'm trying to unpack that. By the way, yeah, it's like telling someone that's, you know, upset, calm down. No one has ever calmed (laughs) Calmed down down from from being told to calm down. (laughs) It's never worked one time. We still say it all the time, but it never works. That matching of emotion is so important. Mm, It's so important. I was on a phone call last week, a Zoom call. Yeah. With uh, seven NFL quarterbacks because of my relationship with players around the league from 33 years of being the Detroit Lions chaplain, right. which you might remember, that makes me the losingest chaplain in the history of the NFL. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. That is a true stat. Somebody in my church just wouldn't let me know. That's what it is. But anyway, oh. so these guys reached out a couple weeks ago and said, hey, will you lead us through like a Zoom Bible study weekly? And so... We had six guys on there, and I'm telling you, this is our first one, and half of the Bible study was them ripping on me and making fun of me and fun of each other, and you know, it was just sort of craziness to get to know each other a little bit because some of the guys didn't know each other. I get a text the next day from one of these quarterbacks on the West Coast. He goes, dude, just want to say you really helped me yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I'm not being sarcastic this time, and I'm like... There's no way I helped you. We didn't cover anything that was of any merit. He goes, you don't remember what you said about emotion? I know what I said. He goes, you, and it's the same thing Ann just said, you made a comment that when your wife says, I'm scared, do not say, hey, the data says it's going to be over in six weeks, right. blah, 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 yeah. blah. Match her emotion with emotion and say, yeah, I'm scared too. And how's that play out for you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I did that last night with my wife, and it was a breakthrough. Oh, that precious. one thing, like, I'm always the guy saying, you shouldn't be scared. Yeah. Here's why. And she it. walks away. Yeah. You know, it's just like they just walk away like, thanks, you're no help. Right. Not <laughs> meet, going meet. down that road again. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's, oh, that's powerful. Fantastic. Wow. It's interesting. We um, we did a little online message Ann and I a couple weeks ago for our church you know church now is Sunday mornings online and we were talking about how do you lead a family through this time because a lot like we said a lot of people have kids they're all you know now we've all become homeschool parents whether yes. you wanted to yep. or not, 24-7 there <laughs> we just did a thing on the six W's because we're Wilson's and we said here's six words to sort of lead you through the next whatever you know month or so yeah. And I'll tell you what, this artist, I didn't even know it goes to our church. He's a cartoon guy, I guess, drew this. He drew this. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. He drew our six words. And, I mean, he did a great picture of Anne on top of there. Yeah, it awesome. looks way better than I really look. Yeah, I don't know if you You're can winning. see it. But 
Yeah, there it is. It's better when I get it in the light. But anyway, you know, it was just simply, we already covered a couple of them, but it's like, make sure the word, the word of God is foundation on your life. Yep. Make sure worship is foundation mm-hmm. on your life, whether it's singing songs or taking time to pray, trying to figure out the balance between you got to get work done. Right. And I don't just mean work as a parent, but work as kids in school. Some of them still have to do schoolwork. So you need that balance of work slash play. The other side of it is, man, you've got a chance now because everything's canceled. Soccer's canceled. They're in your home. It can be a bad thing or it could be like, let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see some moments to have some fun. When our kids were little there, I don't think there was a time I, I went into the shower without an ice bucket of water being thrown over the top by my wife and two, three sons running up and running out of the bathroom. You know, just craziness like that brought joy to our house. This is the time to bring some play back into your house. And I think that has to be intentional because we may not feel like doing it. Right. One of the things that I decided as a young mom was like, I want our home to be a home of joy. And that takes a lot of work because you don't always feel joyful. Yeah. So I became a discipline of thinking, we're going to do something. We're going to play a game. We're going to do a practical joke. We're going to do some things that are fun. Yeah. You know, so I think that's even especially during this time when, I mean, we have more anxiety, more depression right now than we've ever seen. And so to laugh as a family or as a couple It just helps all the endorphins. Mm -hmm. It helps all the chemicals in our brain Mm -hmm. to laugh. You might just watch a funny movie, you know? For sure. Just laugh as a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we have these games we play after dinner at night, and they're just funny games. There's a game I saw online called Fast Track Hockey, and it's a rectangle with a barrier in the middle with a little tiny opening and two bungee cords on either side with hockey pucks. And you just shoot the hockey pucks to the center as fast as you can. And my kids beat me over and over and over again. We played that one. We played the icebreaker one. There's a penguin on a little thing of, and you have to tap the ice cubes through and then it falls down and then tip the waiter. We've got this wooden little waiter with his arms and you place little plates and cups on the hands. It's kind of like Django with a waiter called Don't Tip the Waiter. But when it falls, it's usually funny, depending on who yeah. it falls on. Sometimes it's not funny for yeah. one of the kids. but Well, yeah. and just sometimes our game night has gone really well, and sometimes it's been like, oh, no, that was a disaster. Right. Yeah. You know, but just to realize that this, be in it for the long haul, that's what I kind of keep hearing from you. But just to be intentional for that joy, mm. like, I feel like that has been ripped from us and just continuing to come back to that and be like, okay. And I think one other thing parents is really important and with spouses to apologize quickly. Yes. Because we're going to blow it. We're all going to blow it. Yeah. I remember this one time, um, this is embarrassing for me to even share this, but when our oldest son was 14, we were at this big gathering with all of our friends. We were having this big potluck and ice skating. And we all get together. There's probably like 30 people. And everyone has brought a dish. So we're sharing this meal together. And we're about to pray. So it's totally quiet in the room. All the kids and parents are there. And my son says really loud, this food looks like crap. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> So, you know, this is the pastor's. So, pastor. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as a mom, I give him kind of that evil eye like, oh, yeah. you are so dead. Yeah. 
And so then we're leaving later and he just had a bad attitude the whole time. So we're leaving later and I asked him to carry out his brother to the car. And again, he's like, I have to do everything around here. My life sucks. This is what he's saying in front of everybody. Yeah. And so he's walking to the car. I'm so mad. I'm right behind him like, oh, you are in so much trouble. Your <laughs> attitude has been terrible the entire day. We get to the car and mind you, it's snowing, you know, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of snow on the ground. Right as I'm opening the door, he's putting his brother in the car, and I see this giant snowbank. And so I see the snowbank, he puts his brother in the car, and then I push this son just lightly enough to tip him because he's already off balance, and he falls into this snowbank. And I get in the car, and I lock all the doors. And now, <laughs> now he's banging on the car when mom, what are you doing? Let me in. And I'm like, you don't deserve to get in the car. <laughs> then Dave comes out to the car and he's like, what is What's happening? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the way home. Then I cry because I, now I feel embarrassed. Yeah. It wasn't a push like I'm angry. Yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, just I'm bumping him into this snowbank. Mm-hmm. He falls, you know, he's all covered with snow. He didn't get hurt at all. Yeah. But now I feel so much shame. Yeah. Like, what kind of mom does that? What kind of right. mom teaches a kid like that? Well, that's what I said to her on the way home. <laughs> yeah. What kind of mom are you? And so I think that's under the stress that we're in, we're going to blow it. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us to apologize. Hey, you guys, I'm so sorry. I've been stressed. This wasn't about you, or maybe it was about you, but I reacted in a way that wasn't right. Can you forgive me? Yeah. That's really big in our homes with our spouses, too. I've been like just short and snappy with Dave more yeah. lately than I have been in a long time. Yeah. Not me. It's, I've been perfect. Yeah. I mean, of it's course. just, it's a no. Well, I think that's powerful for all our listeners just to be quick to repair, quick to yeah. get back on track. And maybe it's not going to be perfect, but at least be willing to apologize for your part and go on and just be like, okay, we'll go again. Yeah. And Even by the way, being quick to apologize is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Right. Owning up right. when you're wrong, owning it with your kids and your spouse is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. That quick to apologize and say, I will be better and I will make changes is a strength, not a weakness. We've got yeah. to remind people that it does not take your power away. It gives it back to you. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it also made me think when – your spouse or somebody that you love points out something in your life, a truth, a blind spot, mm-hmm. and you respond not defensively, that's a sign of strength as well because it's so easy yeah. Yeah. to be defensive. Yes, yeah. I tell you, when you're at home 24-7 and you're seeing each other more than you've ever seen, you see these blind spots yeah. and weaknesses like you never saw before. And in some ways, I mean, we've always said one of the – I think one of the goals of God in our marriages is he wants to use your spouse to sharpen you to be like Christ, mm-hmm. to to make you more like Christ. And so that's going to require some blind spots being identified. Yeah. Yeah. And most of us, I know me, I'm selfish. I'm like, that's not true. I don't have that. What are you talking about? Right. You just said I'm harsh. I'm not harsh. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, exactly. Oh, yeah, you are. But if you can receive that as a gift, like, wow, maybe God's using my spouse or even my my 12-year-old son or daughter mm-hmm. to show me something that's good for me to identify, like, wow, that could be a gift given during this time 
that we're together so often mm. rather than defensive. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. But a little side note with that, because I tend to be the one to point out things in other people like, oh, you should change that. And what I realized, I might have said this the last time was instead of going to Dave or my kids to critique or criticize them, I have really learned to go to God first and say, God, should I say anything? Mm. Yeah. Because I'm a verbal processor. I see things. I say it. And I've gotten myself into a lot of trouble in saying things that I shouldn't say or saying it in a way that isn't received well causes Dave or our kids to be defensive instead of saying, God, should I say anything? And if I should say it, show me a way to say it in a way that's more loving because scripture says, speak the truth in love. Yep. Right. Man, that's a fantastic one. Whoa, I got to tell you, this was great. I am glad we're doing this series. This is kicking it off so well. Yeah. David Ann Wilson, thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you and find your work? Find the book Vertical Marriage. It's on Amazon, wherever books are sold. Where else can we find you? I mean, basically, just take our names, Dave Ann Wilson, together. Mm-hmm. And it's DaveAnnWilson.com. Dave Ann Wilson Twitter, Dave Ann Wilson Facebook, you name it. That's just A N Instagram. No E on No E on Ann, just Dave Ann Wilson. And reach out to us. We'd love to help you any way we can. And in fact, we're doing quite a bit of that online because of this time. Yeah. So yeah. a great chance to help people and be helped. And thanks for all you guys are doing. Yeah, we really awesome. appreciate you. Oh, we you. love your authenticity and your realness. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you. you. Thanks so much for Dave and Ann for coming on the program today, for giving us their wisdom, sharing all their knowledge with us. I hope we can all put this into practice right now during the quarantine. Rebels, we're praying for you. We believe in you. If you need anything, email us, help at rebelparenting.org. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting and everyone does you can find it at rebelparenting.org Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999 That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999 We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family so thank you God bless Thanks for spending your time with us And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.